I'm Sam Whiting. I'm a reporter for the San Francisco Chronicle. This is a bonus episode of Dark Days for the Centerpiece. Amid all the stories about Jonestown and the People's Temple and the massacre of 918 people in the jungle of Guyana, is the untold story about all the kids who were shipped over there from the San Francisco Public School District. As it turns out, 80 of them attended an alternative school called Opportunity 2, which was on South Van Ness and only lasted a few years, and nobody with the district seems to have heard of it. But one of the teachers, Judy Bibelar, was there, and she's written a book called And Then They Were Gone, Teenagers of People's Temple from High School to Jonestown. Judy's come in to talk with us today and brought along one of her students who managed to survive by escaping the People's Temple before being sent off to Jonestown. His name is Manny Blackwell. We will meet them right after this. We're here with uh, Judy Bibelar, who is a retired school teacher in San Francisco, and Manny Blackwell, who is still working after 37 years with Reckon Park. The reason we're here is because they were both involved with Opportunity to High School, which is one of the unknown chapters in the saga of Jim Jones and the People's Temple Church. So Judy, why don't you describe Opportunity to High School to us? It's a vaguely Art Deco building on the corner of South Van Ness and Plum Alley. And it was, the school was moved there by the school district. Um, it was a school designed by teachers. I was one of them. And though it was for kids who weren't doing well in the school, a lot of other kids who were doing well chose to go there because of the more free atmosphere and relevant classes. And it was a very small school, only 300 and we had only 15 in each class until the Temple kids came. Okay, so Manny, why don't you tell us how you came to be involved in the People's Temple Church? Um, I was six years old, and and my mother, um, she was a frequent member of churches. Uh, She was a very religious woman and enjoyed um, Sundays in church. So uh, we, she heard about Jim Jones through some family members, and we went to Ukiah, and um, I was maybe seven, uh, so we started going to the church every week, every weekend, and uh, stayed stayed with the church after that. So the church came back to San Francisco in 1972, and along about 1976, you ended up at Opportunity Two High School. How did that come about? Well. Uh, Jim wanted a, a school to have all his kids together, and and uh, he thought it would be a good idea to just take over opportunity. It, it was a chance for him to put a large group of kids in one location uh, without worrying about you know transfers and and being blocked like and such. So, um, opportunity was the perfect location, the perfect school with the perfect environment, with uh, progressive teachers and uh, an outstanding curriculum uh, that could be you know molded uh, so it was a win-win and Judy uh, 
explain what the arrival of all these people, I think 80 perhaps, in one school year from the People's Temple Church, how that all, what the impact was on the school from a teacher's point of view. Well, they were wonderful kids. They had a wonderful impact on the school. And because so many of our kids were truant and missed classes once in a while, um, they weren't a huge burden on the population, and they made the classes much more interesting. They were great kids. And by the way, we didn't know that Manny was in the temple at that time. He'd come from another school. And I believe you said, Manny, that... um, there were a lot of kids under the radar from the temple. Yes. Um, I came from Mission High, and uh, I was a freshman at Mission, had a really good year, um, and really enjoyed it, and bonded, and made friends, and played sports, and and uh, was c- kind of disturbed and not very happy about moving schools, but hey, you do what you're, you know, you're instructed to do. Um, I w- one of my main concern was there was no sports at, at Opportunity, too, so um, at the time. So uh, it was a little bit depressing to go to a new school uh, and leave your friends behind, but... Uh, and uh, did Jones instruct you not to be open about being a te- People's Temple member? No, I, I was I, I was more of a loner, um, so it was... I, I didn't get along with a lot of the kids in the church, um, or we just didn't bond that well. I had a lot of friends in the church, um, so it wasn't like I was hiding out or anything like that. It's just there were certain um, there were certain groups, like every you know, every group has groups within a group, and I was a little up, uh, outcast, uh, a loner. So it wasn't. Um, it, I w- no one was instructed to say that you were or were not in the church. But uh, my understanding is the school, Opportunity School, had a somewhat rigorous admissions process that involved interviews. Is that true, Judy? That's true. Uh, part of our modus operandi was to get the kids to buy into their education by interviewing them one at a time. Um, uh, teachers and students interviewing one student. But um, with the Temple kids, that didn't happen because the principal just accepted them all as a group. So that's true. Manny, you did not interview for your position in the school. No, I got that gratis. Now, <laughs> tell me about, uh, you mentioned athletics. Right. Uh, tell me about sports at the at Opportunity Too High. So um, we got together and um well, Ron Cabral um, got together and decided to, hey, let's do baseball. Uh, but And then the year after uh, the baseball team kicked off, uh, the basketball team uh, came about. Um, but that's that's the only sports. And we did tennis, uh, but there weren't too, too many sports. But there was a baseball team. Yes. With uniforms. Yes. In the AAA league in 1976-77, the year you were there. Right. And how did you guys do? We were a great team in the preseason, uh, and then um, the exodus to of a, a, a few students uh, to to Jonestown uh, hampered us because there were pitchers, um, namely Tim, Tim Jones. And uh, Judy, tell us what you know about the students. Uh, they all kind of came in, in in small packs, and then they started leaving before the school year was even up. Well, uh, Stephen Jones was the first to leave in February. He was pulled out by his father 
Jim Jones, probably because uh, Jones was worried that Stephen would defect and that would look really bad for the Temple. And by the way, the Temple kids made the team possible. Ron had tried before, but it just didn't work. But the Temple kids were really good athletes, and they showed up, and they cared, and they loved baseball, and it worked. What else did the Temple kids contribute to the student body? As I said, they were great in classes, um, especially one, Wesley Breidenbach, would always make the conversations more interesting. I, I, I didn't have that class, but in my creative writing class, the Temple kids were stars there, too. Uh, Joyce Pope Brown was a wonderful poet. Manny is a wonderful poet. And uh, other kids like Willie, Thomas, Amondo, we called him Mondo, Griffith, were also really good poets and liked to write and are published in our little magazine, In Small Dreams. Okay, now tell me, Manny, what happened? How long did you stay at Opportunity 2, and what happened? And what did- well, I came in as a sophomore, um, and I stayed in, and I graduated from Opportunity 2. So you stayed all the way through when it moved campuses, et right, cetera? Right, to 700 font uh, out in the avenues. Because it only lasted one year on South Van Ness. Right. And what is your understanding that happened to all the other people's Temple kids, and how did you avoid that? The... Um, well, during the exodus, um, everybody was moving around, and there was a lot of moving parts. Uh, the leading up to it was kind of scary because things started escalating in the church, and um, especially on Wednesday nights. Uh, so a lot of people were concerned, and um, a lot of folks sold all their belongings and you know jumped uh, jumped on a plane and flew out there. Uh, but there were folks who didn't want to go, um, and they decided to, like, take off, defect. Um, so uh, my family uh, was kind of scattered. Uh, my sister was, she was, uh, how do you say, a recluse. So um, my mother was talking about leaving, and I wasn't going to leave without my sister, uh, and I was in love with a girl who I ended up marrying, and having a son with, uh, and I wasn't going to leave her, um, so I just stopped showing up. And that was a choice you were able to make. Right. And then uh, explain, uh, Judy, the next school year. At Font, at the, it was at the San Francisco State. There were, there were only a few there, Manny and two other girls. Oh, that's and three other girls. And Marty Emmons. My friend. And Marty Emmons. And now explain to me, uh, let's take the story for, forward. Uh, what was the effect on you, Manny, when the news came out about what happened at the at Jonestown on uh, November 18th? Wow. That was 1978. That was devastating. Um, a lot of my friends, a lot of the guys that I grew guys and girls I grew up with and had so many experiences, traveled with, really got to know, and, and some some people who became like family members um, all perished over there, and, and it was really hard. Um, it was hard on my mother. She she was devastated for a while. Um, it was it was a very hard part, a very difficult time in in, in my life and my family's life. So, were you ever scared? 
yes, for for those who who feared retaliation for not going or or um, for making the choice to uh, not go. It was, it was, I was, I was more afraid for them than myself. Cause I mean, I, I didn't have anything to hide or I didn't know any, I didn't have any information that anybody needed. Um, so I was, I was very torn, uh, and kind of just disturbed by it all. Uh, it was, it was a rough couple of years. And Judy, uh, tell me the impact on you. And for me too, I had moved on from opportunity by the time the November 18th murder-suicides happened, but it was horrible. You know that there's a chance that some of your students will die when you're a teacher, but to have so many die at once and so far from home, um, Monica Bagby managed to escape from Jonestown mostly because she was brave enough to say to a friend in Jonestown, well, he wasn't a friend yet. She didn't really know him well, and it was very dangerous there to talk to someone you didn't trust absolutely. And she said to him, let's get the hell out of here. And they ended up being the ones who slipped the note to the reporter that said, help us get out of Jonestown. And uh, how many uh, Opportunity students would you say died in Jonestown? Um, well, that we know of the kids that we followed, I, I guess uh, probably we saw 20 on the, the list that we thought we recognized their names. And there were uh, nine, I believe it was. Let me look at my notes here if I can for a minute so I don't get it wrong. And uh, you, how many people do you think you knew, Manny? <laughs> uh, wow, 90% of the kids that that were there, maybe, uh, about that. I mean, I, I knew pretty much everybody. I mean, it was it was a tight-knit community, So, and we spent a lot of time together. Um, in fact, we slept in the church in, in L.A. together, so a lot of the kids and a lot of the adults and seniors. Yeah, it was 19 on the who died list, who died. And in a way, Monica died because of that, too. She escaped but was badly wounded. But I think she was terrified and troubled. Um, and I think that is largely what left, led to her early death. Okay, now here we are, 40 years later. Tell me, Judy, what's been your response to this all? My book is the response to this all. It started... Um, Ron and I, he came up with the idea, and um, when he told me that, I had just seen the play The People's Temple at Berkeley Rep, and I thought that was a great thing to do because we could honor our kids in the same way that the play honored the people of the temple rather than Jones. Uh, But in the process of writing the book, I really came, it really came to help heal me of my grief, and in the end, to actually give me hope, because there is some hope in the story, even though it's a really tragic, awful story. Uh, Deborah Layton was a young person too, not our student, but 
she, at 22, she figured out a way to get out of Jonestown at great risk to her life to try to prevent the tragedy. And the kids themselves in Jonestown, from my research, I learned they were still full of spunk and spirit, and Jones couldn't keep them from still being teenagers and from rebelling against him in many ways, some of them getting them in trouble and some of them just allowing them to have fun, like the dance on the basketball court that was forbidden at night. But they got away with it. They figured it out. And Manny, how how have you dealt with it? Uh, To be honest, uh, I haven't really grieved or um, gotten past the memory of it. this is probably the closest I've come to dealing with it as, as, as a reality. Um, my uh, my fiance Margot, who was uh, in the Berkeley Rep production of People's Temple, uh, <laughs> which is ironic, uh, she she pushed me to you know come to and do this. Uh, so uh, she you know she let me know that hey you should really go out and do this because it would be healing for you and you need to go out and tell the story and and be a part of this uh so it's been been really hard for me to express how i feel about this uh it's it it's real emotional um to lose people you love and 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 you grew up with uh in such a horrific way um to be fortunate enough to have escaped it is great but uh, you feel I feel a little guilt um, for surviving it and and not going through all that. So, um, you know, it's it's difficult, and but I look forward to the healing process and being more involved. And in, because I've never gone to any of the uh, the rallies or, or or any of the functions that had anything to do with the church uh, and and uh, and Jonestown. Do you think we'll ever forget Jonestown? I don't think so. It's relevant even today, especially today, because there are so many tragedies happening around the world, and so many of them involve young people. One-third of those who died in Jonestown, the 918 who died, were under 18, and a half were in their 20s or younger. The students at Parkland also give me hope for the way they stood up and spoke out when they were grieving over their dead friends. And Manny, you lived it. Will we ever get over Jonestown? I certainly hope not. Um, I certainly hope that we learn from this and can be a, a little bit more um, forethinking to to prevent something like this happening in the future. Um, certainly hope we don't ever forget Jonestown. Thanks to Manny Blackwell and Judy Bubalar for coming in today. Judy's book is called And Then They Were Gone. I'm Sam Whiting of the San Francisco Chronicle. Thank you for listening to Dark Days on The Centerpiece. The Centerpiece is a production of the San Francisco Chronicle, Audrey Cooper is the editor-in-chief. The executive producer is Tim O'Rourke. Subscribe to The Centerpiece wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to The Chronicle's digital or print edition, or both, at sfchronicle.com 
subscribe.